Hello and welcome to Among Other Things. I'm Trent Ashcraft. Today we're going to be visited by a pod of Christmas past. That's right, we're going into the vault and we're re-releasing an old episode of Among Other Things from four years ago. In this episode, myself, my co-host Troy, we sat down with Dr. Becky Wiley to discuss all things Christmas. It was holly and it was jolly and I think you'll enjoy it. Hey, and if I had one Christmas wish this holiday season, it would be for you to subscribe, to leave us a positive review, and to share this episode with all your friends. In the meantime, enjoy this old conversation, and Merry Christmas. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Becky Wiley's coming to pod. Becky Wiley's coming to pod. Don't call it Becky. The pod. I, I was in the middle of something, Troy. Hello. You make it sound like we're a bunch of like dolphins. We are, and we welcome new new dolphins in. Troy, That's you and me. I have not spoken since the last major holiday. We were too scared. Scary Larry had us has had us frightened for six weeks uh, from our Halloween episode, but we're back because it's it's the most wonderful time of the year. Tis the season for podcasting. That's right. And Troy, I have, I don't know if you know this or not. I don't. I have a small son. He is three years old. And we're getting to that time of the year where he's got lots of questions about why people are putting up trees and why we keep telling him we're not going to buy him toys. He has to ask a stranger in the mall for toys. It's Christmas time. And sometimes Christmas can be slightly uh, controversial. Sometimes people debate Christmas. I love Christmas. And today we thought that we would bring somebody in to help answer some of our Christmas-related questions, particularly when it comes to um, how people of faith should deal with Christmas from a uh, from the secular perspective. And so we have with us today our dear friend, someone who over the past six years I have traveled the world with from sea to shining sea, north, south, Latin America, and everything in between. We have Miss Becky Wiley here on the podcast. Hello, Becky. Hey, what a privilege. Heard about it, but to see it is something else. Well, you know, Becky is also uh, works here at the quarry. That's true. Um, she works in a different part of the quarry, more of an administrative part of busting up rocks than we do. But when it comes to matters of biblical importance, there are a few people with higher credentials than one Becky Wiley. So that is Becky, actually a lie. There are many people. Well, as far as people in my circle. Okay. People, people who still your, agree in your sad little circle. to talk to us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's right. We, we contacted Russell Moore. He said no. <laughs> So I contacted him again. He said, I still have that restraining order. There you go. So you are. <laughs> all right. I'm you are in. not our first choice. Okay. But I'm here. But you are certainly a choice. So Got it. first of all, tell us um, some of what you have done as a career and, and some of your education and that sort of stuff. So people know that you've got you've got legit credentials. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, when I graduated from college, I went to um, L. University of Louisville and tried to 
started being a counselor in my early life. I got an, a master's degree in educational psychology and counseling, and I liked that. Um, and kind of started working in that area a little bit, and then decided that maybe ministry was, I, I, I felt like counseling left out a lot of the spiritual part, so I went and got back to seminary and went and got a Christian education um, master's. So at, somewhere along the way, after being a mom for a while, I, I started working at the quarry um, as a teacher in the Bible department, and so I have done that for 10 years, um, working with high schoolers, spiritual development, and it has been incredibly rewarding. Probably the, my favorite thing I've done in my life. And this year, I've just kind of stepped out to take a little bit bigger view. Um, the quarry has many um, facilities, and so basically, I'm looking at a bunch of quarries now. <laughs> but the same thing, same okay. thing. Just how do we how do we apply? How do we act in this world as believers? Okay, and you are pursuing a oh, doctorate. I'm sorry, yes, pursuing a doctorate right now back at the seminary. In what? Um, well, it's a, a educational degree, doctorate in, in um, minister of education, which basically is um, less research oriented, more practical oriented, but ultimately I will graduate with a global missions focus. There you go. So that's a degree that I still don't fully understand, even though you just told me. A global yeah. missions educational ministry doctorate. Mm -hmm. doctorate. She makes people bust up rocks good. I do, I do. It's all about the rocks. And so soon we'll be able to call you. You will. I, doctor, I will, I will doctor, demand it. I will Dr. Demand Becky. It from, yes. Right. I, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll please be that do. Guy. So, um, then you 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 know what you're talking about. I don't know, but I've read, I'm probably read a book on it, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, what? First of all, are you a Christmas person? I'm. I love Christmas. I'm a so, big Christmas person. So is there a Christmas? Uh, carols on the radio yep yep i used to start on november 1st oh and then i you know came off of that a little bit but i'm definitely by day after thanksgiving listening to them so your house is holly and jolly right it now? is it's holly and jolly trees more than one yep you name it it's there and lots of nativity scenes i love okay. those so here's the thing did you grow up in a house where some of the more secular aspects of christmas were celebrated or yes. participated in? We were a pro-Santa family. Pro-Santa family. Mm -hmm. And a very traditional Santa. Like, In fact, uh, we, it, well into when people were beyond believing in Santa, we still did Santa. So, um, But also a family that stressed the real reason for the season. This was kind of a dual thing always going on. Okay. And then so... That was growing up. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when you got married and right. had children of your own, yeah. Santa Claus in your house? Santa Claus, yes, totally Santa. Um, that's because it's what I grew up with. It's what my husband grew up with. I didn't really feel too scarred from it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of got around the whole I'm lying thing. Not really sure how, but I just kind of felt like there was a way that they could, Santa and Jesus could coexist. As, as a parent, were you ever scared that teaching your children to put hope and faith and belief in this intangible, unseen force who's monitoring, right? He sees us when we're sleeping. Mm -hmm. He knows when we're awake. We better be good. I think there's a way to counter that. Um, if you're just totally Santa, secular, no other reason for this season, I think that's a little creepy. Um, I do, uh, the bulk of our teaching came from the Christian perspective. Yeah. You know, what, what Christmas is really about, why we celebrate it. 
even when my kids were small, I would try to point out things about just the secularization of Christmas and how easy that is to, to go that route. So we, we did a lot of, um, you know, adopting families and, and trying to give and um, limit somewhat what, what we even gave our kids. So, I, but it has to be, you have to be intentional. If you're not intentional, they're going to go right down the river that everyone else goes. Hmm. I think so. Yeah, I think it's a. I do think it's a. It's a conscious and deliberate effort. Were you a Santa family? I always was a Santa family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you guys ever have those books? I think they're kind of like keepsakes. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of pop Christmas out. Pop-up books. Well, there's pop-up ones, and then my mom would always read to us. They were almost like fabric. They were like kind of plushy, almost like a pillow. Each page was like filled with cotton, just really soft and mm-hmm. like child's books. Yeah. Um, but we kept them all through growing up, and it was always the um, Night Before Christmas tale. And there was this other one that had nothing to really do with Christmas. It was about a polar bear, polar bear mm-hmm. that got a bunch of cute icicles around its neck, and it turned into a wreath. And by the end, it was kind of cool. I remember that one. I love that one. I I have no idea what that is. No, it's, called, I, it's called the Christmas wreath, and it might make you tear up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love polar bears. Uh, it's it's sensitive. I I love polar bears when they are drinking Coca Cola at this time of year. <laughs> Me too. I well, you know, they, I saw that video of that starving polar. I bear. I did too. I was gonna say the only thing I'm thinking of right now is that starving polar bear. <laughs> and all I'm I could not... think was I want to give him a Coke. <laughs> Poor guy. We'll deal with the bigger issue later. Yeah. Um, we had Santa Claus in our house, and um. I remember that my and I explained this to my wife and she said that this was tacky. Um, I didn't think it was. In my house, my mom and dad uh, had all these Christmas decorations. They don't really do that anymore, but they had this little ceramic thing, and it showed um, a ceramic manger with a baby in it, and then it had Santa Claus kneeling with his little hat off at the manger and I remember my dad talking about the fact that even telling me as a young boy that even Santa Claus understood the real reason for the season and so I never saw any problem with that Um, now my wife and it's odd because we there's Santa Claus in our house now. We have a son. But before we had a, a son, she used to talk about the fact that she didn't want to lie mm-hmm. to our kid. And to our younger listeners, turn, turn off the radio now. <laughs> um, I did not consider it lying to say that there is a Santa Claus. I I'd never thought... Is there a Santa Claus? Of course there's a Santa Claus. I did not feel lied to, nor did I really feel like I was lying with that. Um, I think when you push something beyond what is natural, that might be trying to keep something alive for yourself as a parent. But when a child naturally starts to ask the questions and you have to give answers, then that's when you sit down and say, you know, this is just a really neat part of Christmas. And it all comes from giving and it all comes from um you know what jesus did you just have to always tie it back because those connections by by our kids are not going to be made unless we make them for them does it not to go all charlie brown on you we're saying merry christmas again i don't even knew this but to me there has i always am amused by people who talk about a so-called war on christmas 
that that Christmas is under attack and all these sort of things. And it always I always find it odd because for many people, <clears throat> Christmas is a purely secular holiday. Um, and there is no religious aspect to it at all. Um, and it seemed to me that the people who would complain about happy holidays did not necessarily complain about Santa Claus, but both are not necessarily Christian. Does it bother you that people who have no, who are not Christians or don't claim any sort of faith at all, celebrate Christmas and it means something different to them? Um, it doesn't bother me. I think that's just what culture does, is hijacks a lot of things and sort of claims it as its own. So, And isn't that really, in a way, kind of what the church decided to do for Christmas in the first place? Yeah, we kind of borrowed it from the pagans. Now, a I, little bit. A little bit. Jesus was born <laughs> on December 25th. That's recorded in uh, the book of Self-Righteous. I... <laughs> <laughs> but even with that, you just have to be careful. I think it's all about what's real and what isn't real. Sure. What's real? We know that the birth of Christ is real. Um, December 25th, we know that we attached that day to kind of a pagan um, solstice day or whatever it was. It, it, for Probably for, I don't know, to redeem that back. Who knows what we were trying to do. Um, so, and I think that's what we have to be careful of with Santa Claus and Jesus. Which one's real, which one's not? Sure. And because that line is becoming so much more fuzzy just in the world, I think even now it takes more of a distinction. For instance, if I, my husband and I were talking about this in preparation for the podcast, if we were doing it again, we would be a little less um, into the Santa thing. Still allowing Santa, but we would pull Santa down even more and Jesus up even more. Because I think we have to today. I just you know I, I think, think we have the to. the most telling part of that statement? What? She just said, in preparation for the podcast. I've never prepared at all <laughs> for this podcast. There's a, those are my notes. You see that? Uh, it says credentials, who, Merry Christmas. I can't see at home. Trent just <laughs> emptied his pockets and there was like a piece of pocket lint that fell yeah. out. Yeah. Hmm. That was it. Moth came out of his wallet. I think we've discovered a bigger issue here. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. I, I can roll out of bed and do this all day long. <laughs> I'm, I'm that successful that podcaster. Um, well, piggybacking on that, do you draw the same distinction between Santa Claus, maybe not real, but not bad? Do you apply the same to the Easter Bunny? Um, you know, again... I, I just did what my parents did, and somehow my parents were able to kind of have all of those things, and I never was confused about what the holiday meant. Um, we did get Easter baskets. We mm -hmm. did, um, I think we even said the Easter money came, and I guess for a while I believed that. Um, but n I never didn't think mm -hmm. this, was the, this was the big day. You know, even bigger than Christmas, technically. Yeah, yeah. Right. That that this. It's the reason Christmas right. happened. Exactly. So, um, again, I, I don't I don't think you have. I think there's ways that Christians can redeem what culture has done, okay, and blend in with that without being the, oh no, you know, Santa's evil, and we're not gonna we're not gonna allow that. I just that seems a little harsh and sometimes unrealistic, and a little isolating. Maybe some people sure. would want to be like that. I just think they can coexist with a lot of intentionality. You know, making a birthday cake for Jesus and having a birthday cake 
on Christmas, you know, some kind of cake that when little kids are, when they're really little, they can help make that. You know, um, you my mom, I, we did it a few times when I was younger. I, di I didn't do it with my own kids. Honestly, I just had kind of forgotten about that. But with Pinterest and things like that, now there are so many ways that you can teach your kids the real meaning of Christmas and even Easter that, you know, you don't have to work super hard at it. But you, but you do have to make it happen. We, I was completely unfamiliar with the aspect of, you know, first of all, I love cake. That's rather obvious. But when I got married, my wife asked me about a groom's cake. And I was like, what, what is that? That's, I've never heard of such a thing. And I told her I don't want one. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so it's, I, I said, you can have a father of the bride cake. And he went crazy with it. Um, but then I married in the family, and I started going to the Christmas Day celebration, and they would bake a birthday cake. Mm -hmm. And they and I'm like, and I, it was, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I just found it bizarre. Cause they just like she found it bizarre that your Santa yeah. was submitting to Jesus. <laughs> I guess so. Mm -hmm. I, I would, uh, you know, they, they bake a cake and they sing happy birthday. And even today, I'm like, that's a little strange. I don't know why I feel that way. Did you all do that? I've never done a birthday cake for Jesus. I'm wondering, just hearing you guys talk about it, I, I've never heard of people doing that. Hmm. Um, is that maybe the Christian reorientation of like a fruit cake? I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> it tastes just, better than. A fruit I think cake. it's just so. Um, so many foods go along with Christmas and tr and traditional foods yeah. that hey, well, oh, we forgot it is a birthday. It's something that's really easy for a child to understand. Whose birthday is it? Oh, it's Jesus' birthday. Because they, they've been to plenty of birthdays that That, that seems year. like a great way to, to really just have a lot of fun with mm -hmm. a young kid and show them the real reason of the season. And an excuse to eat cake, which I'm, <laughs> right. I don't need an excuse. Um, what about other, as a Christian, if you were invited, I, I have never been, but, but if you were invited to, let's say you had some Jewish friends and they invited you to a Hanukkah celebration, would you attend? Absolutely. Would you, and it, you think, does that, is that okay? If someone invited me and they were Jewish and they knew me well enough to invite them, me to their home, they would know I was not Jewish. Yeah. And they would probably know that I was a Christian. And I think it would be great to go and listen. I, I think sharing is always a good thing to do. This is where our, your tradition comes from. Actually, our tradition does come from that's Judaism, so that's not too much of a stretch. And then, um, can I complete the story and tell you the rest of why you yeah. know we, we celebrate Christmas? But I would, I would never not go. That, that cuts off a conversation where you can always, you know, create a, a conversation, build a bridge, always build a bridge. The I think the one thing that, that the, that Jewish people do way better than Christians is they do tell their story better. Yeah. And through through meals, through through just just storytelling, um, through the Passover meal and what things represent, and even the menorah. I think it's you know we really as Christians we don't have maybe the nativity scene, mm -hmm. but we don't have that one thing. Yeah. You know, so I do think that every Christian family should have a nativity scene. If you have a Christmas tree, you better have a nativity scene because otherwise it's just little subtleties like that that I think mm -hmm. make a big difference. How are you celebrating Christmas this year, Troy? Uh, I'm celebrating Christmas with my in-laws who are going to come stay with us. We're going to give gifts to one another and um, just really enjoy fellowship mm -hmm. and family time. 
we always start Christmas off every year with Christmas pajamas, and we eat cinnamon rolls mm-hmm. instead of Christmas cake. And then maybe we, you could put a bur- put a candle on it and just call it the birthday cake. Let's do it. That would that would be a start. That'll be mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we open gifts and we just kind of veg out all day and just enjoy time with each other. It's great to see them. They live so far away mm-hmm. and um, they are also believers. And so we we know. Like there is this abiding sense of what truly is being celebrated that day. And we get to enjoy it together and just hang out. And it's great. I think it for, for parents that have young children like you do, Trent, I think that always making Christmas be about people, more about people and maybe events and traditions and less about gifts. You know, that this is the day, yeah, you're going to get some gifts, but then we're going to go here and then we're mm-hmm. going to do this and we're going to make this. And, and that's what I loved growing up and that's what my kids love. They love the traditions and they, mm-hmm. gifts, gifts will come and go and actually gifts for my kids and now that they're older, they don't care that much about them. Yeah. They love the fact that they're going to spend time with family and that we're going to do really neat, you know, we're going to go see a movie and, you know, whatever. It's, that's kind of what lasts. So I had a tradition. My family didn't have many traditions. But I started one when I was in high school and college where my friend and I would always, in the evening on Christmas, we would go, we call it going down the road, which is to say we'd go closer to Cincinnati. And we would eat Chinese food and with, with all of our Jewish friends. <laughs> and then we would go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a wonderful tradition. Lots of people do that. And I tried to instill that into my wife. And said, we're going to go eat Chinese food. And she said, no. I got her to the movie part. But we do not. That's a compromise. That's what we're just about. But the Chinese food on Christmas Day, that's, I mean, you can almost relive. It's packed. It's great. Yeah, it is. Actually, a lot of people do do that. And they so a lot of people do it on Christmas Eve, too. Yeah. They eat Chinese food. Because, let's face it, they're probably open. Yeah, who yeah. else is going to say Yeah, there? and it's just something different. Sometimes we get tired of all the parties we've been to and the same old stuff, so. Yeah. Who needs uh, fruitcake when you can have yeah. mugu gatan? I, I agree. I, mugu, no, dude, chicken. Chinese chicken and noodles. <laughs> yeah, hot, spicy. If you're not eating general so, you're not at my level. Yeah, well, me too. I would follow that general into any battle. <laughs> <laughs> the battle against hunger. <laughs> what? Well, how are you? You all, both of your children are out mm-hmm. of the house. They are. How um, are you celebrating? We, um, for years, celebrated Christmas. We would celebrate Christmas, and then we would drive that night to Florida. Wow. And we have spent the weekend between Christmas and New Year's in Florida for probably 30 years now. Do you have family in Florida? Um, we have a family place in Florida. Okay. So, um, slowly, as my kids and my nieces um did not believe in Santa anymore. We started scooting that little celebration day up and up and up. So we celebrate Christmas. This For us, we'll celebrate Christmas this Saturday. And then everyone will pilgrimage in their own time to Florida. But we'll be I'll be on the beach on Christmas Day. And here's the great thing. It, it, I can do other things for other people because gifts are over. It's not a big deal. We go to church together. But it's what my kids will tell you they love most about Christmas tradition is they get to be with family and they're in a place they love. There you go. Gifts are gifts happened and that's not a big deal gifts are temporary family's life yep i have one final question have either of you ever been caught under the mistletoe with someone and it became awkward you mean because we were caught or because i was with someone because you were just happened to be standing there the next thing you know you look up oh hmm and does does culture oblige a peck on the cheek 
I say no. You've never been. You've never had the awkward. No, mistletoe? I've never. Um, I don't. I don't even know if I know what mistletoe looks like. I mean, what? I know it's green and it got little red berries yeah. and stuff. No, actually, it's white berries. I think. See, I don't white know. White or red. I, I know don't. nothing. Um, I have never been in an awkward mistletoe situation. Oh, only an intentional. Mistletoe. Only intentional. There you go. This is this is correct. Only I went college one time. I put this. I put mistletoe on my hat. You would. And I walked into a party, and I was like, "Hey." I think it was the lamest, saddest thing I've ever done. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Everybody felt sad it, for it you. Did the sea parted? Well. The Red Sea parted? Yeah, they were <laughs> like, that party ended immediately. <laughs> how, how very I think that pathetic. was very creative. That was a very lonely Christmas for me, apparently. <laughs> Does Aaron let you wear the hat now? Brother, I don't need a hat to get that mistletoe mm-hmm. out. Oh, okay. I uh, bet. What did you have to share? Yeah, let's hear that one. Um, I was just going to say... Your your commentary. Trent frequents Starbucks more than any living human I've ever met. Oh. Oh yeah. You. Well, I was just you know. Of all people, should understand how much that costs a day and what you could be doing in a mutual fund with that money. <laughs> you know, if I got if I got fifteen percent interest on that, I you know I just think that uh, I'm I'm happy that we are past the crisis where we. We determine whether or not Christmas is under attack by what we have on our Starbucks cups. Because, mm. you know, to me, having a snowflake on the cup did not in any way lead anybody to the true meaning of Christmas. It's not what goes into a man that makes him clean or unclean. And, and having a red cup, which last time I checked red was a Christmas color. And isn't it a Starbucks color? Uh, it might be. Yeah. I don't know. Which Star- Starbucks has green, so if you have the red cup and you put the green logo on it, there you go. I don't know. I just, I always find, I always find uh, the little things we choose to debate and get all the attention mm-hmm. silly and and missing the point. And I'm happy that we had a conversation today that was far more consequence than than uh, whether or not we're going to put a Christmas tree uh, on the front steps of the Capitol or whatever. Sure. Merry Christmas, Troy. Merry Christmas, Trent. Merry Christmas, Becky. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Lou, 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 Lou. You can stop recording. Lou, Lou, Lou. Lou, Lou, Lou. Merry Christmas.